Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a while, topping the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, The Anos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Yanos. I am Jordan Hall, um, and as always, I'm joined by a man who never misses a show to play golf, Eric Wayne. Eric, what's up, buddy? Not too much. Just living the dream, Jordan. Yes. Um, are you caught up with the whole Matt Harvey saga in the Big Apple? Uh, yeah, I heard he was suspended for a few games, but I, I'm going to need to get educated here. Okay. Teach me something, Jordan. So, so here's the situation um, for those of you at home who are not aware. Also, he was suspended yesterday, three games without pay, which is a, is a big deal for somebody who makes li- little like Matt Harvey. Um, so he's not missing a start, though. He, he will not be missing a start. It's a, it's a classic pitcher suspension. Okay. Um, without pay for a violation of team rules, which according to our buddy John Heyman, um, consisted of getting a headache while playing golf in the morning and then not showing up to the ballpark that day. Um, according to John, Harvey sees that as a miscommunication. He didn't tell him, did he? Didn't tell him that he was going to play golf? No, that he, wasn't, he... that he wasn't coming in. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> yeah um... You're getting paid that much. You you can show up, right? I was actually I was thinking like headache can be pretty debilitating, but is that a good enough reason to just not show up at all? Like there's no chance of playing. Show your face. Go chill in in the the clubhouse. Drink your yeah. Josh Beckett beer and and your fried chicken, and you know just be there. Yeah, show up five minutes before the game. Check in with a trainer. Say, hey, yeah, I'm working on a headache here. Any any thoughts? Any tip? Any tips? You got that you special know, Advil like- for me. I mean, even if they can't do anything, that's like a professional thing to do, right? Yeah. Just to kind of check in. Yeah. Um, apparently, he also placed a sex toy in the locker of Kevin Plowecki, who is a catcher, um, which was yeah. captured in a team photog- uh, photograph and then posted to the team various accounts um, before it was noticed. Um, though John says that that was not a factor in the suspension, which uh, right. which is more gratuitous in, in your mind. I don't see how it's a big deal, though. I mean, just. (laughs) Um, Not a big deal to me. No, no, not at all. Um, So this got me thinking, obviously, uh, our Tigers starting staff probably partakes in some some golf. Who's the best golfer on the Tigers starting staff, you think? Uh, Verlander, isn't it? I, I mean, he's got the most experience. He's got the. He's got the age. I could see Zimmerman being good at like uh, curling or something like that. Like I'm not sure that I see <laughs> him as a Canadian. golfer. Yeah, something, okay. something, something Southern Canadian. Um, but yeah, I guess it's got to go 
Verlander. But I wouldn't be surprised if Norris was really good. Dude can pretty much do anything, except for get get hitters out right now. You're crushing so hard. <laughs> um, so that brings us to this week, week's leadoff question. Um, what would be your off-day leisure activity of choice if you were a starting pitcher? And I have the, the caveat here. It can't be disc golf because of arm <laughs> stuff. Of course, that's what I would do, of course. Obviously. You know, I think my choice would be um, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to cleanse the soul. It's not taxing, but you're kind of busy doing something, getting out, enjoying nature, getting away from your woes, and I'm going fishing. What are you going to do? I'm going zooing. I'm going every every new city I go to, I'm checking out the zoo, probably for multiple days. Um, You know. I like to take pictures of animals. Where better to do that than a zoo? Um, I think yeah. if anything were to get me relaxed, it'd be just chilling with the giraffes for for a morning. Yeah, watch them be merry. <laughs> um, is it and okay? Frolic. Is it okay if I use uh, the platform to promote something that I believe in? <laughs> if I said no, would it stop you? Absolutely not. Go for it. Okay, good. Um, So, guys, listen up. One of my closest friends, um, if you remember last summer I went to a wedding, gave a a dynamite speech. Um, It was him. His his name is also Jordan. There are are several people in this world named Jordan. Um, Also Jordan Zimmerman. I mean, we could kind of go down the list. Uh, He works with the youths in inner city Chicago. He creates uh, and runs rec basketball leagues for kids in the community. Um, And the man he works with in all this, his name is John. He was actually the officiant at the wedding. He is currently a semifinalist for the NBA's Junior Coach of the Year Award, which means that you coach uh, junior people, as in not, not NBA players. Um, so the coach he, isn't junior. The players are yeah, junior. No, he's he is a full grown adult. Um, if he were to win, uh, they would receive all kinds of extra grant money to better fund the leagues and make a big, bigger impact on these kids who um, they they need positive influences on their lives, like like Jordan and John. Um, anyway, he's a semifinalist and he needs all of our votes to take it home. Uh, if you want to join me, just use the okay. This is the hashtag. It's very long, diluted, and confusing. Um, hashtag Jr. NBA COI coach of the year shy C H I. So I'll, I'll say just the letters hashtag J R N B A C O Y C H I. Um, I'll also have a link to it on my timeline, which may be easier to just retweet. Um, anyway, two guys doing excellent good for the community um, of Chicago. And they, they definitely could, could use your, your virtual Twitter support. It's about time we did something positive to redeem ourselves. Good thinking. Uh, um, also, if you want to get in touch with us, you can at podcastianos.com. On the Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On the Instagram, I am at Jordino4. Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And as always, we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Giannos. Uh So another week, another two steps forward, eh, one and a half to two steps back type of situation. Yeah. You know, going out west, it's so tempting because you think, oh, we could have swept. We could have swept the A's without too much imagination. And we didn't. Yeah. It's just a little painful. And in, 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 instead, we came away with a 500 week, which if you would have just offered me a 500 week, start, you know, starting with the Indians and a trip out west, I'd have been like, yeah, sure. 
But when we were staring yeah. five wins square in the face and we come away with three, it's uh, it's frustrating. It is really frustrating. Um, so let's let's start with this. Uh, what is your approach to watching slash following uh, <clears throat> the West Coast games? Because this is this is kind of a tough spot for Tigers fans because the games are so late. Yeah. So Friday and Saturday night, late West Coast games. I always think big. Like, oh, this is great. I'll get my kid. You know, kids are in bed. Uh, nothing's going to distract me. I can have my favorite beverage and watch the the game. This is going to be so great. And I enjoy it for the first three innings. I'm I'm loving it. I'm in on every pitch. And then, oh, uh, you know, your fourth inning, your eyelids start to get heavy a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, I'm a wuss. I'm getting old. And then it's about inning five or six. It's like. I can't do this. I, I I'm not gonna make it. And then you just got to make a make a decision. Like, are you gonna power through, or are you just gonna give up? And I gave up both nights. And I used to power through. Like, I am not falling asleep. I'm watching the games. But no, I wussed out. And actually, um, it was probably for the best on Saturday night for sure. Because I woke up in the morning and oh, K Rod blew it. It's there's something less painful about reading a headline than there is experiencing it pitch by pitch. Oh, absolutely. What do you, what's, what's your take? What do you do? Um, I, 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 I'm right there with you. I always think like, oh, this is going to be good. And then I make it through three <laughs> or four innings and I, I don't necessarily make it quite as, as far as you do. Um, once, once I start to go, it's just, it's over. I just go. Um, but like, like you say, seeing, I, I feel like when I, when I, pull out my phone in the morning i like kind of half look away i'm scared to, to see <laughs> what it's going to show me and then of course yeah. um you know the first the first morning it showed me something nice the second morning sunday morning it showed me something very mean um but yeah no it was a <laughs> it was a trying yeah. trying series um don't need to tell you but k-rod has blown consecutive saves late saturday and then again uh in the series finale on sunday Things aren't great with our closer situation. Um, as far as K-Rod himself, what are our options? Okay. I, I, I wrote them down. Here's what we can do. Choice number one is let him work it out, right? Mm -hmm. It's early. He's he's had a little bit of blips like this before, but he's uh, trademark proven closer, <laughs> and he's done this before. You, you just... Take some perspective and let him do it. That's number one. Number two is you demote him to lower leverage situation, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the some of the difficulty with this is, um, you know, he's a closer. Do you need that adrenaline rush? Are you going to amp him up? Is he going to be able to pitch at all in a lower level situation? And then you got to move some other guys around. Okay. And you're also number carrying another pitcher currently on the roster who is the ultimate low le yeah. low leverage. You can't. I mean, you can because we we do at the moment. But you yeah. can't have two guys out of seven that you don't trust even a little bit. Right. But and anyway, that brings me to that brings me to choice number three. And that is you cut him altogether. You just get rid of him. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're there, but that is an option. And option number four is unethical, but teams do it all the time. And that is the phantom disabled list. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
you know, his poor performance was due to uh, uh, muscle fatigue or dead arm. Oh, we got to give him 10 days off. I hate that, but honestly that i mean that would solve a lot of problems and and not to say that it's not from these things but giving him 10 days off i mean what what he's doing currently isn't working so maybe trying that um i i agree with you i don't think they're going to cut him anytime soon but why i do think they could he's making a lot less money than anibal i mean you essentially can't have both killing you like like it they are He's yeah. making a lot less money. He's on the last year of his deal, and they don't have the emotional baggage with him that they do with Annabelle. The... Yeah, he was a hi- he was a hired gun. Yeah, right? exactly. Annabelle, you know, he's been through the wars with us. He's giving us uh, some of the best years of his career. He won an ERA title for us. There is a little sentimentality there that you know, K Rod. If he goes, I don't. I mean, a lot, a huge segment of the fan base would be relieved, and even the ones who have a longer memory and can remember that he was pretty aggressively okay last year, um, they're not going to be too bothered by it e- either. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you, Jordan, are now more Cuban and slightly shorter, <laughs> and your name is Al. What are you doing? I'm I'm demo- gotta- I'm demoting him. I'm I'm seeing if we can if we can rescue something out of him by throwing him in the you know fifth sixth innings. Um, I, the thing is, is games that he comes into right now, he ruins. It's better to have him ruin something in the fifth inning when you can come back from it than in the ninth inning. I mean, yep. pure, pure and simple. I don't know if it comes back because he's been so hashtag bad. I have some numbers for you. Actually, I actually looked at his numbers. Do you want to hear some some fun ones? Yeah. Okay. Um, he is yielding, get this, his, uh, against lefties, or against lefties, against his fastball, he is yielding a 455 batting average. Uh, Almost dude. inconceivable. Um, let's see. Lefties are hitting 364 off him. Uh, righties 333. Neither of those numbers are good. Um, one one thing that I, I noticed, he's given up 11 extra base that's extra base hits this year versus eight singles, which hmm. is kind of puzzling. Um, but here is the one little bit of hope. This is what I'm offering you. His batting average on balls in play yielded is 405. Now, granted, people are hitting the crap out of him, but that is right. that's positive regression is due there. I mean, he that's well above his career average and he's he's worse than he's been over his career at this point. But that will certainly come down and with it you would assume probably that push a 9 ERA. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh just just for argument's sake, I'm not hitching my way this argument forever and always. But um I think maybe you just let him work it out. He's had back-to-back blown saves, and that really stinks. But it's it's early in the season. He's a veteran. He's worked worked it out before. You 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 ride it out with him. Oh, we're talking in the ninth. Yeah, okay. in the closer role. I'm not I'm not enthusiastic about that take. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to sell it to myself, but. Maybe maybe they do that and maybe they just go with it. But I'm secretly in my heart of hearts kind of where you are. But I wouldn't – I'm not going to be as bent out of shape as uh, 
Twitter yeller <laughs> and M live commenter yeller about taking him out of there and, you know, spanking him and sending him out on exile. And here's the thing about closers. Like we, everyone uh, assumes that their closer is terrible. There's, I think, like eight or nine closers in the in the big leagues that have blown three saves already. K Rod is, you know, leads with four, and there's some good names on that list, like Roberto Osuna, um, and of course the rest of them escape me. But he's a he's a good good closer. Um, you know, he's he's not gonna good, ha- but he's not he's not that far um, beyond maybe middle of the road. Right. Yeah. Every, you know, it's just the back to back nature of what happened. And it's pretty raw. Um, you, you try to, you try to detach yourself a little bit and you could, you could see a way where you just stick with them and, he, and it goes okay. Yeah. And like but, we said last week, if there's a, a lefty to start the ninth inning, I don't know how Justin Wilson isn't run back out there for an extra batter. Yeah, right. I mean, you maybe get a little creative, kind of like we talked about, you know, last podcast. I agree. And. Justin Wilson has been so good. Like, I don't know. I feel like we're all like, oh, just yeah, use him. Justin like, Wilson is a just, stud. Just use him like Andrew Miller. He's not Andrew Miller. He doesn't have that no, that no. starting pedigree that he can all of a sudden just give you three amazing innings. But I would like to push the limits of what he can do. I mean, we, we really haven't seen him do anything more than just straight one in at a time. Right. Although fans are like, yeah, uh, Justin Wilson, Justin Wilson. Uh, he can close and he can set up and we should use him here and we should use him there. (laughs) Like, remember what happened last year? We freaking wore the guy into the ground. Yeah. You got to pick your spots, but he is, he's amazing right now. It's amazing how full circle tiger Twitter has come on him. I feel like they were ready to ride him out of town, certainly down the stretch last year. And even, even the first couple outings in spring training this year, um, that's, you just don't give up on a left hand, left handed arm that, that throws like that. I mean, that's, he's, that's just he's silly. Um, yep. okay, okay. So I want to get into the rest of the bullpen here in a second. Um, but did you catch the, the little spat between Lynn, uh, your boy and, and K-Rod? <laughs> no, I didn't. Lynn asked him if age was catching up to him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is always in his most graceful way. Of oh, course. I'm always. sure. Um, and I think there were many words, but kind of ending K-Rod, uh, responding with, what are you trying to say? I'm done question mark. Which I just thought was kind of funny. Man, Lynn, Lynn, I guess, just does not care. Uh, he'll, he'll go ask those questions. Not, uh, not because he has no um, filter, but just because he thinks it's the right thing to ask. Like, they signed Prince Fielder, and Lynn's up there asking, yeah, was there any kind of weight clause? Are you going to lose weight? It's just like... Just everybody's crazy uncle. I don't know. Love you, Lynn, but wow. Um, yeah, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's listening. So it's a good to throw out that that caveat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, can you name the four pitchers who on the Tiger? This isn't this isn't qualifiers. This is all every anyone who's pitched for the Tigers this year. This year the four pitchers with the lowest ERA. Justin Wilson, one. Blaine Hardy, two. Not necessarily in order, but the, the that's two of four on the list. Alex Wilson. Alex Wilson. And Green? Shane Green. We have, oh, I got him. We have four relief pitchers who are really, really good. 
We yeah. have three that are, are less good, but we have four that are really, really good. Okay, so this is over the last 30 days. Combined 44 games pitched, 42 and two-thirds innings pitched, six earned runs. I mean, there's there's more to, to start. There's more to pitching than than just you know preventing your runs. But that is that is phenomenal. You set aside K Rod mm. and the duds that we've had, and that group of four has been good. Yes, they've been great, and not just one or two guys. I mean, those four guys. That is the core of an actual bullpen. Yes, and a really really good one. Yeah, Alex Wilson and Blaine Hardy are not flashy. And we get all excited with um, uh, with Joe Jimenez. He's thrown a zillion miles an hour and stuff. You know what? Alex and Blaine get guys out. They're dependable, and they they're great. Use them. They're now Alex gets a lot of use, but <laughs> uh, but those four guys can be the core of a, of a average bullpen and can you imagine how great shane green would be if he wasn't walking like every other batter i mean he's he's walking a crap ton of batters and still putting up those numbers it, it blows my mind yeah. um so let's see this is i i brought this up last week but i want to share it again justin wilson has two more strikeouts this year than jordan zimmerman oh, wow and how many fewer innings? Um, let's see. So not, this isn't a quiz, but <laughs> Zimmerman, Zimmerman's thrown 33 and a third. Justin Wilson, 13 and two thirds. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Higher strikeout rate. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's move on to something that makes me significantly more happy, and that's Jim Adusi. Um Dude just, <laughs> just keeps balling out. Yeah. Uh, I feel like at some point we have to address this. How legit is it? He's had he's at a 903 OPS. That's not bad. He's had um 41 at bats. Um so still smallish sample size but growing sample size. How if your question was how real is he? I I will say he is sporting a batting average on balls in play of 433. So he's finding some gaps and maybe getting a little lucky. But he's hit he's hitting the ball hard. My I mean, my rebut to that is that his career yes, rebut. Uh, his career batting average on balls in play is 320, which is pretty high. Okay. I mean that that's a pretty yeah. high mark. Um so you kind of assumed that that is down to him hitting the ball harder than maybe average. Yeah. Um you know He's striking out 23.9% of the time. That's probably <laughs> not sustainable. Um, but, I mean, he he, he does – my dad has this theory that because he played in Korea where all the pitchers are junk ballers and they all throw, you know, all over the yep. strike zone that he's learned to use all parts of the field to hit bad balls. And I don't think that's just my dad's theory. I mean, that's a fairly common one floating on the internet. Um but, I mean, he looks like a very well-rounded hitter. You know what I mean? Like, he's not yeah. just somebody that's coming up and, and jacking the ball, you know, uh, not Marcus, Eric Tim style. Like, he's he seems like a very complete hitter. Um, 400 with runners in scoring position. I mean, there's, there is so much to like about him. And he plays, dare I say, an above-average right field? Mm, serviceable. <laughs> Serviceable. I mean, for us, that's <laughs> I can live with that. Right. Uh, okay. Good. How about this question? He has played 
300 games career in center field. Are you buying Jim Adusi as a center fielder? I want to see it. I mean, I have I have no idea. I this is how I look at it. If Tyler Collins can play center field, he can play center <laughs> field. I mean, right. we, we, we're running Tyler out there all the time. And, and I'm getting to the point where I enjoy seeing Tyler play because he, he can hit a little bit all of a sudden. Um, yeah. But if he if he can play in center field, why not a Ducey? I mean, he's not any faster. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's well, no way of knowing until we see it. Yeah. There's a I think there's a Twitter question coming up. Where we're going to maybe have to talk more about this and sort it out. But. Um, yeah, cause we're going to have to find some space for him soon. Uh, that's actually my next question. What Let's do you do, do with him when JD comes back? It's, it sounds like it should be at some point during the Arizona series. Okay. So our outfielders currently are Upton, Collins, Matuk, and a And then Romine plays you some center field, yep. right? So, um, to me, now they've made the decision on Jacoby Jones. He's staying in Toledo, which is the um, right decision. That is the right decision. I think to me, Jones and Matuk are redundant. You don't need both. They're both, they're both same handed. They both give you um, the same center fielder defensive prowess. Oh, all right. Um, so right now we essentially have no true center fielder. Correct. Absolutely yeah. correct. So, now, I mean, Matuk right now is the closest that you have to a, a, a good defensive center fielder. Now, we're on the road. We're not playing at Comerica, mm-hmm. which you can get away with not having a, def- a center fielder who can go get it. So my thought is when J.D. comes back, um, you can't you can't get rid of a Ducey. So I option Matuk. Yeah, I, I'm right there with and you. And you... You roll the dice with Romine, Collins, and a Ducey, some kind of rotation there in center field. And then you you get ready to bring Jacoby Jones back when you get back to Comerica and you need some uh, some defense in center field. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm doing. I was, I was trying to figure out – I mean, Matuk – you send him down because even if he is the only, you know, in air quotes, center fielder on the team, you're not starting him. I mean, dude essentially doesn't give you anything. Um, right. You're you're better off, you know, sacrificing defense with, with Collins or, or even uh, or even a Ducey in center field. Um, you know, yeah. Romine gives you maybe a little bit more of a complete package without the upside. Um, but yeah, Romine like, can play some center field. Yeah. Romine can c- go catch the ball. I mean, he would be um, if you had Collins or a Ducey in center field, you could run Romine out there as a defensive sub. Yeah. I think. Absolutely. I mean, he's very used to that role. I mean, it would just be a different yeah. position he's coming into. Um right. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not going to say he's JD because he Adusi go, going back to to tie a bow on, on Adusi. Clearly, he is not um, top of the line material quite like JD. But right. um, if even if he can stick as a bench piece, somebody that we can use as a pinch hitter later late in the game, something like that, like essentially just picking him off the scrap heap like that is that's something that's something we yeah. should we not us because we had n- literally no part in this but something the tigers um and and you said our cuban friend can be can be proud of i mean that was uh shrewd i think is the word that comes to mind but a 
is not as multifunctional as some of the other outfielders that we have. He has essentially one role, and that is to hit. Mm -hmm. And if he comes back to earth, unfortunately, he becomes expendable again because you want a guy who can play you some better defense. And there are good proven hitters on our team too. So uh, at some point, the Aducey train is going to come into the station and it's going to be, this ride will be over. But I, you can't, people, you can't stop it. People now. said that about JD, and here we are. What three, four years later? <sighs> Maybe. I, I mean, does he Maybe. win an MVP award? I don't know, but I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> Who says no? Who says no? <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Um, I have in my notes that Victor isn't deceased yet. No, he's good. <laughs> Over the last uh, two weeks. He's hitting 319 and he has an OPS of 824. Look at over you the with last. the stats. Yeah. I, I, I can't let you carry all the freight. I can try to participate. <laughs> the Aducey train is so large. I need you to uh <laughs> to, yeah. to help out with that one. Um were you starting to get a back. little were you starting to get a little concerned? I will I will admit readily that I was almost done with him. Yeah, I wasn't done with him. No, but yeah, you get a little concerned because uh, he's as fragile as a, you know, something that's extremely fragile. And you Eggs. just think, yeah, just there we go. age and fragility is going to catch up with him. But no, he's fine. Tape them together. Run them out there. Yeah. Let him hit. Yeah, my, fine. my theory on why it was okay to pay him and Miggy long term because, you know, they're both hit tool guys where the power may fade, but the average should always be there. Yeah. Um, you know, I was starting to question whether that was still true of him, but I mean, he's starting to smoke the ball. You can see, um, it, it's funny. I don't necessarily see him as a confidence player, but now that the confidence has come back to him, you can, it's, it's tangible. You know what I mean? Like you yep. can see it in, in the way he's, he's standing, the way he's swinging harder. Um, you know, he's, he's like 50. I assume that that's something that kind of fades, but it's, it definitely doesn't apparently. <laughs> Does it look like Victor Martinez is having fun when he's playing baseball? Again, yes. I think for okay. a while it didn't. I, I think over the past, I mean, essentially up until maybe the Oakland series, he looked like he was pressing so hard all the time that there wasn't almost room to have fun. Well, he's just kind of a stoic guy anyway. I, I just watch him taking that bat. I'm just like, oh, he's he's really, he's efforting and trying to pull this together, <laughs> but. I don't know. Yeah, like you say, I think I think he's looking a little better now. My favorite thing about Victor is how um, anytime there's a Champions League game during the during the day, you will hear something <laughs> about how big of a soccer fan he is on the broadcast yep. that night. Um, yeah, because I, I'm I'm curious who he who he's who he supports. Yeah, that's a, gets get Lynn to ask. Lynn will ask anything. There we go. Um, speaking of Fox Sports Detroit. Um, so there was this Twitter narrative that's been going around for the last couple of days, and to be fair, probably a little bit longer than that, that Fox Sports Detroit is this extension of uh, Tiger's PR. SEMO um, was the one specifically drawing ire this time. Uh, according to your buddy Tony Paul, he puts on a happy face after all of the um, poop emoji hits the fan. Um, we all know kind of how Fox Sports Detroit are. They do yeah. have a little bit of the the sugar coat to them. Is that a problem for you? Well, no. What are you, What are you expecting? 
Were you expecting them to go and just like berate everybody and say, this team is miserable and they're hard to watch and boy, tuning in would be a chore for this team. No, what they're there to present the game, um, get people to watch and be excited about the team and yeah, explain what's going on with it. Um, but they're not, they're not, uh, a, some kind of prosecuting attorney. Like what, what do you expect? Then it's not just Fox sports, Detroit, it's Fox sports, Midwest and Fox sports, Ohio and Fox sports, you know, Nova Scotia Screw or wherever Fox sports, Ohio, just, yeah, just what, all of them. All, all, all these regional networks are doing the same thing. They're presenting the game. Um, is it a public or PR kind of style? Yeah. Like, is this something new? No, their their job is to have you turn to channel 412 the next time the Tigers come on. That is the extent yes. of their job. That is all they're trying to do. And yes. the thing is, is everyone gets so pissed about what happens immediately after on Tigers Live. We all, I mean, I didn't because I was asleep, but everyone saw what <laughs> happened. K-Rod blew it. What is the good to go up there and just destroy him, recap the situation over and over again? Everyone saw it. We all know the situation. Um, you know, obviously, I love my boy Johnny Kane, but I like all of the guys on Fox Sports Detroit and, and the ladies. They're all good people who um, who seem to... Uh, most of them have the the same passion for the for the club that I do. I don't know. Like I don't have a problem with that. Um, right. And everyone can fan however they want. I don't. You know, if if your thing is to get pissed about what you know stupid thing somebody says, that's that's fine. Well, you know, whatever. But I don't see any problem with the way they present the game. When all I want in the in a Tigers broadcast is an enjoyable three to four hours. I mean, that's all I'm right. looking for. Now, I, I mean, there is a thread of people who the, their thought is there has to be expectations. There has to be expectations of performance. And when those expectations are not met, it, they, you know, the team needs to be confronted about their shortcomings. Um, yeah. I mean, you have to be honest and realistic in my estimation. You can't don't whitewash me. Like if uh, Fox Sports Detroit, don't don't, you know, skew the stats so it looks like they're doing better than they are. I don't need that. But you don't need to, like, rip on everybody. Uh, so but uh, yeah, there that, is that's a th Lynn's job. <laughs> yeah. Well, and right. And if you want to find that kind of um pissed offness you can find it on the internet it certainly right? exists yep turn turn off the game and read a column i mean the columns will come out ripping on them enjoy that yeah i don't um, but so don't expect it from fox sports detroit they have a role and that's to sell advertising and present the game and to Stop get it. the number of girls who catch foul balls <clears throat> wait yeah. no that one yeah. not not that one Get your swerve on. You're <laughs> um, so one more thing before we move on to, to the other stuff. Um, this week there was an announcement Detroit will play, and specifically Comerica will play host, uh, to an International Champions Cup uh, match this summer. Uh, Italian club Roma will take on French, not champion this year. It uh, looks like Monaco is going to win it this year. But PSG, huh. which is traditionally the, or at least in recent times, the, big the biggest club. club in France. Um, is this some sort of communist plot to take down Detroit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
no, I, you know, it was kind of, I was a little disappointed because there's this big international tigers announcement and like there was rumblings like, Oh my gosh, you know, did they sell the team? What's going on? No, we're playing an exhibition soccer game. Um, so I'm, it's exciting that there's two big teams coming, but it's an exhibition. It doesn't count, you know, their top two or three best players are probably not going to play. Um, Except for this summer, there isn't really a major tournament. I would expect all of the big players actually to be there. This like, if you're trying to figure a year to go to a major, like a major European game played on American soil during the summer, this is the year to go because there's no World Cup. There's no European championship. Uh, There is the, the Confederations Cup, but I think only Portugal and maybe Germany will be um you know big time right. hit by that which you're all you're always gonna be um you know you're gonna have somebody missing uh i was really surprised i guess i wasn't really surprised i was uh, annoyed uh, maybe embarrassed by all the negative like america soccer sucks why yeah. you bring to detroit yeah. feedback um you like, I, I don't see any drawback to bringing massive, yeah. massive clubs to Detroit. It's um, a cool thing. It, it is. There's there's a lot of really good players. Marco Verratti. And they had, was it two years ago that they had a game at Michigan Stadium? And uh, they yes. freaking filled it? I was there. 100. It was dirty. It was, it, was two, it was three or four years ago. But it was the oh, largest okay. soccer crowd in American history, I think. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, it was... It was sweet because it was it was United against Real Madrid, so that was yeah, that's huge. That's that was a matchup. But uh, <laughs> if you're considering uh, going down there, do it. It will be hopping. The problem for me is it's like a Wednesday night. It's very difficult for me to get down to Detroit from from TC on a Wednesday night. And I'm not ex- particularly excited about these teams. They're uh, they're good teams. Roma is a really <laughs> good team to watch. PSG is just a money team. Like they have a bunch of mercenaries, but Roma play a really fun um, attacking, especially for Italian soccer, really attacking uh, style. If Totti was still on the team, he's retiring at the end of the year. I would make it happen. He's like yeah. kind of the legend, but but he's gone at this point, or he'll be gone. So my favorite part about the game is that Roma's logo has a wolf feeding two babies with their with his teats. I'm assuming it's Romulus and Remus from, you know, but that's pretty bold, bold logo, bold branding by Roma there. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done. Um, are you ready to get to your power rankings? <laughs> yeah, I am. Let's move on. All right. Let me find my paper. Here it is. Today I have for you um, something that's very topical these days. Um, I don't know if you've known this, but this week the Tulip Time Festival in Holland has started. Oh. Um, and uh, so I live in Greater Grand Rapids, but I'm a child of Holland. And so every year we, I would march in the Tulip Time Parade. Yep. And it's not just Holland, but every city worth its salt has a festival, a summer festival. And so I have for you Michigan festivals. These are not like music festivals or whatever. Not You know, these are just hometown festivals. I'm going to stop you before you get into it. You realize that tulip time sounds a lot like tool time? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, continue. Get the Binford 2000 going. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, top seven, bottom three. Uh, starting with number seven is the Muskegon Summer Celebration. Oh. Okay, Muskegon. Yeah, right. It's not celebrating particularly anything, and it's not very creative. But they have some good musical acts. It's a nice city. They they take pride in it, and a ton of people go. Hmm. A ton of people go. Never heard of it, but maybe we'll go this summer. It's kind of a big deal. By that, I mean we probably won't. But it sounds nice. Number six is the Frankenmuth Bavarian Fest. Oh, I'm in. I love German Bavarian culture with the giant, you know, mugs of beer and uh, beer wenches and lederhosen and German beer drinking songs. You're noticing a theme here. It's (laughs) mostly about the beer. But that sounds like fun. I've actually not gone to this one, but that's something I could get excited about. It reminds me like simpler times. I'm I'm kind of all about like harking back to a specific culture, you know, in in the past kind of like that yeah Yeah. all right number five is the woodward dream cruise um it would be higher because car culture is kind of cool and it's detroit and you get to see all these kind of collector's cars but from what i understand it's just basically a big traffic jam and everybody comes down there, and it's it's a little bit of a mess. But you get to see a lot of cool cars. Verlander did it a couple of years ago with you know one of his cars, and there's some neat pictures out of it. But uh, that's number five. Hmm. I've I've never uh, heard of that one at all either. You've never heard of the Woodward Dream Cruise? No, it's like enormous. All right. <laughs> number four is the Grand Haven the Coast Guard Festival. This is huge. They have the Coast Guard ships. You know, there's a Coast Guard station there. They, um, you know, the musical fountains going and they got the beach and it's huge. People pack the city. Um, It's just kind of a nice, really neat beach community festival. Sounds. They do. And it it honors the first responders. Yeah. 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 so if you're looking for a little less chaos in a festival, I would suggest number three. I would like to do this one. And that is the law. I don't even know how to pronounce it. The Law Shanaw Antique Boat Festival. Ooh. So you cross the bridge and then you turn right and you drive like a half hour or an hour or whatever. And there's these islands 
um, in Lake Huron, that would be. And La Chenau is French for the channels. And they um, specialize in that area in antique wooden boats. So everybody comes and they do little cruises. And it's just an upper peninsula, so it's a little bit more chill, but kind of interesting in a fancy way. I'd like to check that out. Sounds nice. Sounds quaint. Yeah. Yeah, quaint. That's what I'm after. I want some freaking quaintness. (laughs) Gosh darn it. Yeah. Uh, Number two is tulip time. Uh, I grew up with tulip time. Um, You got to understand tulip time is really great if you're old. (laughs) Old people love tulip time. They come up from like Indiana and these tour buses and they hear, you know, whatever old people, Vince Gill, whatever old people like to listen to, you know, Um, but they're starting to get a little bit more hip. New Holland Brewery's got the beer tent going and they've had some musical acts and they've gotten, you know, the rides and the festival and stuff. And the Latin American community has actually gotten really active and kind of doing stuff for the Tulip Time Festival. So, and there's a lot, still a lot of Dutch history. You go, you go see the windmill, you walk around downtown's really nice. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Actually, I would suggest if you're going to come to Holland, don't come during Tulip Time. If you're from Michigan, you know, just come some other time. You're going to enjoy the city just as much. Right. But it's lovely. fine. It's number two. It's a huge festival. It's like enormous. Speaking of huge festivals, number one, you have a guess? I do not. Come on, Hall. You don't have a guess. You're not taking the Cherry Festival, are you? It's not the Cherry Festival. It's the National Cherry Festival. Everywhere you see it printed, it says National Cherry Festival seems kind of cool. They got, um, you know, downtowns hopping. They got, uh, you know, big tents set up all over. People are playing beach volleyball. People cram the city. Um, Traverse City is kind of the the quintessential up north Michigan experience. And the Cherry Festival is the classic up north festival experience. Cherry Festival festival. is when all you guys invade my city and drive terribly. (laughs) That's what the Cherry Festival is. You can't get anywhere for a week. Everyone's from somewhere else. And granted, we have a city because you all come up and visit us. That's the only reason we exist. But still, it's it's annoying. But no, it's it's nice. But it is uh, it's an be encapsulation of what Traverse City is, you know, three months of the year when it's not snowing. There you go. Okay, the three bottom ones. The Posen potato festival (laughs) in Posen. I I mean, of all the things we have a potato, I mean, potatoes are good and all, but I mean, you couldn't spice it up even a little bit. Posen. I think that's how you say it. It's up in the pointer finger area of of Michigan. All right. (laughs) Um, Number two is the baby food festival in Fremont. Are you familiar with this? No, but it sounds creepy as all get out. Yeah. So um, Gerber Baby Food was started in Fremont, Michigan, just like an hour north of or north of here. They've since been bought out by Nestle or some big company. But they still do the Baby Food Festival. They take a lot of pride in their baby food. They, like, do baby food eating contests and stuff like that. It's just all a little goofy. Just kind of this one industry town. And that's what we're celebrating. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. Number one, uh, worst one. You want to guess? No, I don't, I don't know any uh, of the rest of them. So, 
All right. At least the baby food festival has kind of this niche about what the city is about. Unlike Sterling Fest, this is in Sterling Heights. And as far as I can tell, they just decided to have a festival. And um, the Kids Fest offers Roscoe the Clown, Ventriloquist Richard Paul, Zippy Two Dads, Juggler Joel Tracy. Like, what is this, Sterling Heights? Like, they have a sculpture, a sculpture exhibit. Okay. Uh, neat. You can't, there's nothing distinctive about you, Sterling Heights, that you had to go with Sterling Fest. That's awful. Get some, get something interesting about your town, Sterling Heights. Ugh, that's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. So nothing interesting on the side of the road while running this week. Uh, so let's move right on to what? Whoa, to whoa, the whoa. You got, you got to step up the mileage then, Hall. Oh, come the, on. The mileage can't hardly be stepped up anymore. <laughs> I am so ready for the mileage to be stepped down. But Ugh. it's coming. I have, let's see, Good. the rest of this week and then two more weeks and then Memorial Day weekend running that thing. Marathons are hot in the news. Did you get invited by Nike to try for the under two-hour marathon? I know this might come as a surprise to you, but I did not. See, I, you, I, I'm lifting you up as a hero, Hall, because anybody who can run more than a mile and a half is like a <laughs> god in my book. Well, that's, that's very nice of you to say. Um, okay, yeah. so let's move on to the emails. Uh, the first, uh, well, tweets, but the first one comes in in the form of email. Uh, and this one's from our buddy, speaking of marathon runners, our buddy Jordan Smith. Another Jordan. Holy cow, there are so many. Yeah. Um, but this man is a prince among men. Yeah. Um, I tweeted out, are you familiar with my love love obsession with Moe's, Moe's Southwest Grill? Uh, no, I, I've, I've heard of the restaurant, but I did not oh, know you were it a, is a fanatic. Literally my number one, um, you know, God, family, United, Tigers, Moe's somewhere in there. Um, okay. so, uh, they, tw- they have, they were giving away t-shirts for Cinco de Moe's, you know, Cinco de Mayo. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, I, I, I trade, you know, non-essential organs for one of those. Well, our, our buddy and specifically my buddy, Jordan actually went to Moe's, <laughs> got me a shirt and sent it to me. It, it came in the mail today. Um, so now I can, I can wear my love for Moe's and I will out, out in the streets, probably not daily, but in, at least once a week. Um, like you're a, a, you're a brand ambassador. Oh, if if there are any Moe's executives uh, listening out there, get at me. I, I got you. Anyway, so he he writes in, uh, and this is on the back of um, of the goose egg article, which we referenced a couple weeks ago. Um, yep. So here we go. Um, I'm wondering whether you and Eric think that there's any likelihood our skipper uh, is noticing the ongoing trends of fewer specialized reliever roles. Um, you know, it's pretty stand or pretty obvious that some teams are starting to use uh, some of the high leverage situation pitchers in high leverage situations rather than simply defining them by innings. Um, we haven't really seen that so far. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the likelihood that that old Brad adopts this strategy? Almost none. Almost none. Brad is is too new and too young and too safe to to uh, innovate. He's not an innovator. He's a 
I want a backstop when people ask me a question about why I did something. He he feels most comfortable when he can say, well, that's what you do, uh, which kind of sucks. I think we're all hoping for more with Brad. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. If he if we knew from the start that he was just going to be this old fashioned baseball guy, we probably would have been OK. But I was under the impression we were getting the next right. Joe Madden, which we very much did not get. Um, no. You know, this is the way of the future. In 10 years, this is how bullpens are going to be run. We're just not to the point where it's in vogue yet. And I actually mm-hmm. do think we have the pieces to do it. Like, I, you know, there's nobody out of our big four that you couldn't turn to to get four or five outs and to face, you know, face big hitters. Uh, we're just right. not sophisticated enough to be able to use them. And I'm not saying that I would be able to, just currently Brad, Brad isn't. No. Okay, let's get into some other questions. Uh, Cam Gerard asks us, at a game, you're holding a hot dog in your right hand and a full beer in your left. Miggy hits a home run at you. Uh, what are you dropping to catch it, or you know, are you letting it go? Well, I'm not letting it go. I'm at least protecting myself. I'm, making it, I'm efforting it. Um, you're assuming you don't have enough time to set something down. I mean, I'm I assuming that that's part of the problem. Yeah. That that's option one, right? Set something down. Uh, I'm dropping the hot dog. Do you do you know how much beers are at Comerica? <laughs> I'm I'm keeping the hot dog. Food over beverage, unless it's coffee yeah. any day. Um, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, Michael Litzner asks us: Are any starting pitchers for the Tigers uh, going to eclipse 12 wins this season? Uh, yes. 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 I'm, I think there will be multiple. I would be shocked if Fulmer doesn't the way Zimmerman's getting run support. He probably will too. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I could see all five of them doing it. All five won't, but, um, if you told We're gonna me, we're going to have one at least for oh, sure. For sure. If, if Just you told me up. any of them did, I would not be shocked at all. Um, okay. This one comes in from David Fleiss. Fleece. Uh, the apocalypse has come to Detroit sports. The Pistons, Lions, and Red Wings have exploded. Pick one Tiger player to play on each team. So what, oh, what specific player would you pick to go on on either, like, that would lend themselves towards these other... Uh, obviously, Jordan Zimmerman would go to the Red Wings. Because he's... Why? Because he's... He's from Wisconsin or something? Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. He's... Ducey is Canadian. Oh. He can skate. There we go. Now we we practically have a whole line for him. Yeah. Uh, so the Pistons. Uh, That's a tough you want, one. You want someone tall. And, or I think maybe Kinsler. Oh, Kinsler okay. seems like a good all-around athlete. I think he could play for – play some point guard. Give him Moya. Yeah, Moya. There you go. <laughs> um, and the oh, li- who do we need? Oh, oh, Lions? The Lions. Uh, mm, somebody – too bad Dirks isn't around. He strikes me as a football type player. A slot receiver. He's got, you know, he's got football player neck. Yeah. You know, just which is to say a, not much. I, I could see Iggy being a, I mean, he'd be, he'd be good for like four, four carries a game, but I could see him. He's, he's shifty. He's quick. Yeah. You need somebody big and sturdy. I don't know. Collins or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan Krause asks us, which Royal do you trade for um, if contention at the deadline? I think there's a very obvious answer there. Herrera. I have no Cal- idea. Calvin Herrera. 
the call. Uh, Kelvin Herrera. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, that's kind of a sad one. Uh, okay, so <laughs> it was the one about the extreme tweets on on Twitter. I think you saw this one. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, don't say mean things to or about people on Twitter. Like, it's just not. It's not nice. Um, and this one was specifically, uh, specifically not very nice. Um, Viva at Viva Tigres asks us, how do you get a door with a poster of K-Rod on it to close? This is in reference to the classic, I put a poster of closer, whatever, and now it doesn't shut. Now it doesn't close. Like, it's kind of funny the first time, but I'm a little fatigued with that joke set up. You're saying that it's played. Yeah. Um, Kevin Assabaggers, uh from from the TV asks us, is there a way to keep a Ducey on board even after JD uh, returns? Is that the right move? Who goes down? Talked about that a little bit. Yeah, we did. Um, hopefully Matsuk goes down. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked to see them send him down, uh, speaking of a Ducey, but that's definitely not the right call, at least in my book. Yep. Uh, um, let's see. How many more do we have? Quite a few more. Um, which Wilson would be make the better closer? Justin got to be Justin at the moment. Um, let's see. Uh, does K? Uh, let's see. Uh, hit the ball, catch the ball. Okay, um, <laughs> it's all one word. It's very, it's very confusing. If you're gonna ask a question, have an easy name. Yeah. <laughs> um, throw Justin Wilson into the closer. Bring back Jimenez. Will anything else uh, viable in the minors, or do we have anything else viable in the minor league or uh, in the minors for levers? Uh, uh, Arsenio, Arsenio Leon. Yeah, he, he'd be the next one to get the call, I would think. Plus, you got Drew Verhagen down there. Give my boy a, a shot. Anthony Ghost. <laughs> that, that I, I I'm see. loving the Ghost train. I want that to happen so much. Yeah, I think uh, I mean, we're, we're easing our way towards it. Uh, last one, similar. Uh, at Brand, Brando Reedy asks us, uh, does it make sense to get rid of the closer role with the team we have? Yes, it absolutely does. Um, but like we said before, it will not happen. So correct. So don't worry about it. Um, upcoming, upcoming matchups this week. We're playing the Diamondbacks. Let's be honest. None of us know anything about the Diamondbacks. I know that we're going to face Robbie Ray, which that undoubtedly oh, yeah. will bite us in the butt. Um, and then we Do go. They have uh, Goldsworthy or Goldsmith or something yeah. like that. Paul, Paul Goldschmidt, as oh, in like one, one of the ten best players in baseball. Yes, they do. Hey, I got the first half of his last name right. That's I can't disagree with that. Um, and then we go to Anaheim to play the Angels, who always just thrash us. So not looking forward to that. We always do get killed by them for some reason. Um, record prediction. I think there's six games. Mm, two and four. Oh, that's sad. I'm gonna go three and three for positivity, but I would I would not be surprised. Robbie Ray will for sure beat us. That's that's all I know. It's destined. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can uh, podcastianos.com on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at uh, Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. <laughs> Excuse, uh, bless you. Sorry about that. I just exploded. My bad. Quite, quite literally. Um, and we love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And uh, as I said before, go ha- uh, Twitter vote for my buddy to, to win the award. Very deserving um, and a good cause. Um, Eric, anything else to say to the people before we get out for the week? No. 
absolutely nothing. All right. With that being said, uh, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. <laughs>